and welcome to the Fringe Following. Thank you for tuning in. Today is September 27th, 2020, and today we are going to be discussing the recent report about Hunter Biden and his involvement in the Ukraine, along with his father, presidential nominee, vice president, um, Joe Biden. Hi, Michelle. Hey, Ronnie. How you doing? I'm doing well. Great. I just got done with the 87-page report. <laughs> um, I, was, I, I can't say I read it word for word uh, in full honest disclosure, but I did skim through it. And um, it is titled, Hunter Biden, Burisma, and Corruption, the Impact on U.S. Government Policy and Related Concerns. Now, if you were to do a search about this on Google, first of all, it's hard to find the report. I, I was able to find the report and it will be posted on our Facebook page along with this podcast and all of our other resources. And if you, I know 87 pages like, uh, but you know, it actually kind of reads like a, a crime novel in a way. It, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of $10 words in there. That's true, but it, it, it held my interest and all the different <laughs> connections and the dots. And all I could think is, man, this, this could make a good movie one day, you know, <laughs> New York times, five stars. Yeah, exactly. And this is a Senate report. Now to hear the other side talk about it. Oh, this is just a smear campaign on Biden coming out, you know, conveniently before the election. And Okay. I want to challenge you if you you do feel that way. And and I want to challenge anyone that wants to vote for Joe Biden, read this report and come back to me and give me your honest opinion. Um, And if you say, oh, it's all lies. Okay, well, why don't you take the facts out of the report and and start researching them on your own and, and, and see where it leads you. See if it leads you to nothing. Burgers, as Forbes called this report, they called it a nothing burger. And I find that quite hilarious because when I look at it, it's anything but a nothing burger. Or, you know, when you follow these facts, maybe you'll actually see that there is some meat to them. There was a lot of blind eyes going around when this was happening. And um, it is not good. It is it is not good. And um you won't find much about it on mainstream media, hence why we do this podcast is to kind of discuss the things that they won't. And it's big and it's huge. And there was a lot going on um, from money potentially going to human trafficking to um, $100,000 shopping sprees to um, somebody, you know, Hunter getting you know, up to $50,000 a month serving on this board that was owned by someone that was known to be corrupt in the Ukraine. Y- yeah, it's, it's got everything. It's, 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 it's great. And, you know, hopefully, you know, when the dust settles 10 years from now and people will actually be telling the truth about the Democratic Party again, that we'll see a really good movie about this. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but with that said, Oh, I'm pretty also, sure. Now, yeah. unless Biden wins, then we won't ever hear about it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> 
it'll be done. Well, you never know. Yeah. <laughs> it, it could swing in 10 or 20 years, maybe before I die. And, and, and you know, what comes around goes around. You know, uh, you know, some things on Nixon didn't come out till several years later than the same with some <laughs> other, you know, government <laughs> officials. So who knows, you know, it, it could happen. But um, it, it's kind of complicated. Um, but then kind of not. There, There is a lot to it. And we are going to include these sources. Um, and I encourage you, if you want to read the document, um, go for it. If not, there are some good articles that kind of recap um, everything that the article, you know, is explaining. Um, let's see if I can find. Okay, yes. One I'm going to read from is kind of a recap. It's on the Daily Wire. I do apologize. They do have a paywall. So if you have access to it, great. I will be including this source. But if not, I'm going to read from it here. Um, Hunter Biden received millions from wife of ex-Moscow mayor, paid suspects allegedly tied to trafficking, had contacts with individuals linked to Chinese military. And all of this is in that 87-page Senate report. It's true. I read every word of it and, well, pretty much every word of it. And yes, all of this really is in there. So in early, to, to set kind of the background, in the early 2015, the former acting deputy chief of mission at the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, Ukraine, George Kent, raised concerns to officials in Vice President Joe Biden's office about the perception of a conflict of interest with respect to Hunter Biden's role, role on Burisma's board. Ken's concerns went unaddressed, and in September 2016, he emphasized in an email to his colleagues, furthermore, the presence of Hunter Biden on the Burisma board was very awkward for all U.S. officials pushing an anti-corruption agenda in the Ukraine. And then in October 2015, senior State Department official Amos Hochstein raised concerns with Vice President Biden as well as with Hunter Biden that Hunter Biden's position on Burisma's board enabled Russian disinformation efforts and risked undermining U.S. policy in Ukraine. So to back up just a little bit, Burisma, which is in the the title of the report is a oil holding company. Okay, Burisma Holdings Limited is a holding company for a group of energy exploration and production companies. It is based in Kiev, Ukraine, but registered in Cyprus. Burisma Holdings has operated in the Ukrainian national gas market since 2002. It is one of the largest private national gas producers in the Ukraine. So um, Hunter Biden came on the board of this. I am going to back up a bit. So in late 2013 and into 2014, mass protests erupted in Kiev, Ukraine, demanding integration into Western economies and an end to systemic corruption that had plagued the country. So they were having corruption issues in the Ukraine. At least 82 people were killed during these protests, and they culminated on February 21st when Ukrainian President Viktor Yanukovych abdicated by fleeing the country. Less than two months later, over a span of only 28 days, significant events involving the Bidens unfolded. On April 16, 2014, Vice President Biden met with his son's business partner, Devin Archer, at 
the White House. Five days later, Vice President visited Ukraine, and he soon after was described in the press as the public face of the administration's handling of the Ukraine. So after all of this rained down in 13 and 14 with the um, with the protests, the mass protests, Biden visited Ukraine, and he became the face of the handling, our handling, the United States handling of the Ukraine as the vice president. So a day after his visit to the Ukraine, on April 22nd, Archer joined the board of Burisma. And Burisma is, as I had just said, um, in, in linked to the Ukraine. Six days later, on April 28th, British officials seized $23 million from a London bank account of Burisma's owner, Mikola, and I'm going to butcher these names, Zolchevsky, Zolchevsky, Zolchevsky. 14 days later, on May 12th, Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma. And over the course of the next several years, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer were paid millions of dollars from a corrupt Ukrainian oligarch for their participation on the board. So basically, the British officials, and I believe the FBI was involved in it as well, had seized $23 million from Burisma's owner. And um, so there was some due to corruption. And while all this was going on, um, Hunter Biden's business partner joined Burisma's board, and then Hunter Biden did as well. Um, the, the protests in Kiev, uh, Kyiv, I might be saying that wrong, Kyiv, came to be known as the Revolution of Dignity, a revolution against corruption in Ukraine. Following the revolution, Ukrainian political figures were desperate for U.S. support. So, Chevsky would have made sure relevant Ukrainian officials were well aware of Hunter's appointment to Burisma's board as leverage. Hunter Biden's position on the board created an immediate potential conflict of interest that would prove to be problematic for both the U.S. and Ukrainian officials and would affect the implementation of Ukraine policy. Um. When they started to investigate this, they started the investigation in 2019. So this is several years later. And um, because it's been investigated under the Trump administration, whereas in the uh, uh, Obama's administration, it was it was kind of overlooked. And many things were found about this. Um about this. And it is complicated, but it is also very corrupt if you try to dive deep into it. And so um, also um, former Secretary of State John Kerry when he was asked on December 8, 2019, so not even a year ago, Kerry Carrie falsely said, I had no knowledge of any of that. None know about Hunter Biden's role on the Burisma's board. Yet evidence to the contrary is detailed in the actual report, the Senate report that came out, the 87-page report. In it, it describes how he received emails and how his staff knew about Hunter Biden way back when Hunter Biden was on the board. Um, Also, what has come up 
from this is that Hunter Biden was a U.S. Secret Service protectee from January 29th, 2009 to July 8th, 2014, a day before his last trip as a protectee, which means that we as um, taxpayers are paying for the Secret Service to protect him. He traveled to hundreds of different places, and many of the places were in Europe. Some were in the United States, but the um, report lists places that he um, traveled with this protection that we were paying for. Um, A day before his last trip as a protectee, Time published an article describing Burisma's ramped up lobbying efforts to U.S. officials and Hunter's involvement in the Burisma board. And ironically or coincidentally, I I say that um, with sarcasm, Hunter Biden, that was the very next day was the last day that he received Secret Service protection. So before that, he had protection on trips to multiple foreign locations, many of which was business involved that he was involved doing being on the board of Burisma. And that included Moscow, Beijing, Doha, Paris, Seoul, Manila, Tokyo, Mexico City, Milan, Florence, Shanghai, Geneva. And the list goes on and on and on. And um, so right then and there, that's him using taxpayer money to conduct private business, which is not allowed and which is corruption as well. Um, Are you with me so far, Ronnie? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So in addition to, um, gosh, there is just so much. Um, Andre Teleshenko, the Democrat, the, the Democrats' personification of Russian disinformation met with Obama administration officials, including Elizabeth Zentos, a member of Obama's National Security Council, at least 10 times. It, this is a Democratic lobbying firm called Blue Star Strategies. They contracted with Telejenko from 2016 to 17 and continued to request his assistance as recent as the summer of 2019. A recent news article detailed other extensive contacts between Telejenko and the Obama administration officials. So this is also showing Russian involvement, but not with Trump, with Obama's officials. And there's even like WhatsApp chat um, messages that are in this Senate document between um, Blue Star Strategies and Telejenko. It's it's really quite interesting when you read through the whole thing. In addition, um, to over $4 million paid by Burisma for Hunter Biden's and Archer's board memberships. Hunter Biden, his family, and Archer received millions of dollars from foreign nationals with questionable backgrounds. Archer received $142,300 from Kangas Rakishev of Kazakhstan, purportedly for a car the same day Vice President Joe Biden appeared with Ukrainian Prime Minister Arsimi Yashinyuk and addressed Ukrainian legislators in Kyiv um, regarding Russians' actions in Crimea. Um, Hunter Biden received a $3.5 million wire transfer from Elena Baterina, the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. Hunter Biden opened a bank account with Gong Wen Dong to fund a $100,000 global spending spree with James Biden and Sarah Biden. Um, there were plane tickets on that um, spending spree. There were 
Apple Store purchases, um, lots of interesting purchases. And those, again, are listed in the Senate document. Um, Hunter Biden had business associations with Chinese nationals linked to the communist government and with the People's Liberation Army. These associations resulted in millions of dollars of cash flow. Hunter Biden paid non-resident women who were nationals of Russia or other Eastern European countries and who appear to be linked to an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. So, yeah, and that's and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. It is Are you kidding? kidding? No, <laughs> I'm not. I mean, that those are summaries that and the actual report goes into details of what they get that information. I have no idea where Forbes comes off saying that this is a nothing burger. I have to laugh. And, you know, when you Google it, it's really hard to find anything um, other than from Fox. And surprisingly, I found some articles from Wall Street Journal that are um, actually like, hey, this this is important. This is something you need to read. Um uh, other than that, you're, you're not going to see anything about it. And even Andrew Cuomo is is involved in, in some of it. It is crazy. And um, when you when you look at this, um, also in the Senate report, Burisma bribed officials to shut down investigation seven months after Hunter Biden joined board. So um, if you remember the $23 million of frozen assets, um, according to the report, U.S. Deputy Assistant Secretary, Secretary of State George Kent, the State Department's top official on Ukraine, told congressional investigators that he learned of the bribe from First Deputy Prosecutor General Anatoly Danilenko during a Kyiv meeting on February 3rd, 2015. The bribe was meant to close Ukrainian investigations and release $23 million of those frozen assets by British officials. Um, at the time, Dylenko was the, or Dylenko was the country's number two prosecutor, prosecutor serving under Ukraine's prosecutor Yarima. One week after the Kent confrontation with Danilenko, Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko fired Yarima and other members of his team. Um, Kent testified that he learned shortly after the meeting with Danilenko that Hunter Biden was sitting on the board of the Ukrainian energy company owned by Slavsky. Biden's role was supposedly to consult on corporate governance and transparency. Hunter Biden joined the firm and raked in excess compensation prior despite no prior experience in the industry just weeks after his business cart partner Devin Archer met with Joe Biden at the White House. Um, Joe Biden has recently been inscribed by the press as Obama administration's public face the administration handling the Ukraine. So part of what the setup is, is that Biden, Joe Biden as vice president was sent to deal with Ukraine and be the face on it to help them overcome the corruption that was hurting their country. Yet at the very same time, Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma and Burisma was owned by someone that was well known to be involved with corruption as evidenced by his $23 million of assets being seized by the London government. So it really put the whole operation in 
a really awkward position, as George Kent has said um, in numerous statements, and the Senate also has his statements documented, that how are we supposed to move forward and really say that we're against corruption when and, and Joe Biden is supposed to be the one in charge of that to clean up this corruption. Um, yet if Burisma was mentioned in corruption, they were told, you know, they were told not to mention that specifically to just kind of broadly talk about the corruption in Ukraine, but don't call out the bad actors. And part of that reason was because his very own son was having dealings with someone that was known to be corrupt. And so it's really it's corruption at its best, but it's also, um, well, it's gaslighting as well. Um, you know, that, you know, Joe Biden's supposed to be fixing the corruption, but his very son is receiving, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from a very corrupt person in the Ukraine and serving on their board. And it also made the people that the people that were working for the government, our government should try to, um, you know, help the Ukraine government and help all of this together. Um, it put them in a very awkward position. And um, it was brought up several times to the powers to be in the Obama administration because this was going on in the Obama administration and nothing was ever done or said or addressed. Biden, um, Hunter Biden stayed on the board um, for a very long time. And it is just crazy um, the amount you know, if you look at the report, it is really sizable. But if you start looking at just the ones that say conclusions, they have several different line items. And um, the conclusions I will read here, um, the records acquired by this committee show that Hunter Biden and his family were involved in a vast financial network that connected them to foreign nationals and foreign governments across the globe. Hunter Biden and Archer, in particular, formed significant and consistent financial relationships with the corrupt oligarch Mykola Zolchevsky during their time working for Burisma, and their firms made millions of dollars from that association while Joe Biden was vice president in the public face of Obama administration's Ukraine policy. Rosemont Seneca Thornton, which is an investment firm co-founded by Hunter Biden, received $3.5 million in a wire transfer from Elena Baturina, who allegedly received illegal construction contracts from her husband, the former mayor of Moscow. Moreover, Archer's apparent receipt of money for a car from Kangas Ragashev of Kazakhstan while Vice President Biden was in Kyiv is especially concerning in light of the timing. And finally, Biden and Archer's work with Chinese nationals connected to the communist regime regime illustrate the deep financial connections that accelerated while his father was vice president and continued after he left office. Biden and Archer found willing partners and Chinese nationals connected to the communist regime. Their work in China began at least in 2009 with the creation of the Rosemont Seneca Partners with Heinz, and Heinz is Secretary of State John Kerry's stepson. Then, several years later, Biden and Archer formed BHR with Bohe Capital and received their business license approval in China shortly after Biden visited China with his father, Vice President Biden. Hunter Biden's connections and financial associations appear to have accelerated significantly after he associated himself 
with Le Jingming, who has deep connections with the communist regime and PLA. However, that didn't seem to have any impact on Hunter Biden, who made millions from the relationship. Indeed, Hunter Biden and his family, to include James and Sarah Biden, associated with other Chinese nationals, um, such as Gan Wang Dong. In one case, the three of them went on a $100,000 global spending spree, as I mentioned before. In addition, Hunter received millions of dollars over a period of years from Gong Wen Dong's companies. According to records acquired by the committees, many of these transactions involved potential criminal financial activity. The records acquired by the committee show consistent, significant, and extensive financial connections among and between Hunter Biden, James Biden, who is his brother, Sarah Biden, which is his sister-in-law, and James Biden's wife, James Biden's wife, Devin Archer, and Chinese nationals connected to the communist regime and PLA, as well as other foreign nationals with questionable backgrounds questionable backgrounds. These connections and the vast amount of money transferred among and between them don't raise conflict of interest concerns. They raise criminal, financial, counterintelligent, and extortion concerns. The committees will continue to evaluate the evidence in their possession. And one thing that the committee stresses over and over again is they are having a heck of a time trying to get any Democrats to testify or produce records, they will ask for them. And so one one thing that the report says, the chairman's investigation has faced many obstacles from the minority and from executive agencies. So this is the Senate, so their minority is the Democrats, and that they have failed to comply with document requests. Accordingly, there remains much work to be done. So they don't have the full information yet, but from what they have it's pretty damning. It mm-hmm. is incredibly damning. What What do you think, Ronnie? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you've obviously done more research, way more research um, than this. A lot of this is brand new to me. So yeah. um, I think what's going to happen is just like the, the Obamagate and the Clinton Foundation and all these, I think right now, I think I heard there's like five different investigations going on. I don't know if this is one of them, probably. But I mean, we we may not hear for a very long time if and if this even goes anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. it may not ever go anywhere. I don't know. Um, what do you think? I'm not sure. I I don't know. I mean, yeah. First of all, you, you you can't Google this crap and get much out of it. <laughs> I mean, you really you really have to like drill deep. You know, you can't even like you know how it's Google like with now. yeah, it's like with anything that you're trying to find out about the Clintons, Obamas. Biden's, um, yeah, any, anything to do with anything they've done that's corrupt. It it's, you got to really dig and you got to go like back pages and pages to even find anything at all. It's, um, it's pretty bad. The censorship is so blaringly apparent. Yes. So blaringly apparent. And then, you know, you've got fact checkers everywhere. (laughs) Well, that isn't true. That is it. You know, nothing, nothing has been proven yet. And I'm like, it's pretty clear as day, you know, to me, you know, and it's, it's really hard, you know, it, 
it's hard when everyone's ignoring the elephant in the room. And to me, this is an elephant in the room. And the man that has helped cover this up is sleepy Joe Biden. And nobody <laughs> is, you know, I, I'm beginning to think, you know, of all of this crap that he was involved in, you know, if he truly does have a mental disability, I am not shocked because yeah, I wouldn't want to remember any of this shit either. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, he could literally get on the stand and say, I do not recall. Or what was that one thing that president Reagan said that one time I, you know, the, always stuck like I don't recall or I forgot or something like that. Yeah, and, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in and he had mental faculty issues later on in life too. I, oh yeah. I, yeah, I'm not surprised that this is happening with Biden when he ha- he's involved in all of these bad act with all of these bad actors including his very own son and you know for people to downplay it or call it a nothing burger i'm like are you high i mean this is an actual senate report yes okay it's the majority and the senate is a republican and so is trump but they even said in their report that there was um you know in, in this report that they put out that people were saying oh well you the 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 executive administration is favoring you and you're getting all your answers um, given to you on a platter and they're responding to you in a lot quicker time. And they even said, no, we are still waiting on some documents from the executive branch and they are not favoring us. And we can attest to, you know, they are not putting us at the top of the list when we are asking them for information for this um, for this report. And it's just, of, of course, I guess they, they could say that, but they've said that it, the reason why this has dragged on so long is because of COVID-19 and, and, and all these other reasons that have been thrown up and the impeachment, the impeachment also, they, they mm-hmm. mentioned that as well. It, it has stopped them from investigating. And finally, they get around to investigating and putting out a report and like nobody is, you know, treating it with any sort of weight. And it is huge. And not only that, they do mention also in this report about how the, how the press that favors the, the, the Democrats, or as they call it, the minority, they will put out um, misinformation and focus on um, things that counter this report that aren't true. And they say that they're doing this on purpose so that this report gets buried and that nobody, you know, pays attention to this investigation. And I am inclined to agree with them with everything that I've seen, even if I wasn't on their side, I would have to agree with them. This stuff is getting buried and it's huge. And I really do want to encourage you to check out this report if you get a chance. And if not, at least read some articles. Um, Fox is covering it. Um, uh, Epic Times has covered it. Uh, the Daily Wire has covered it. Um, Jim Jordan, which is um, a House, a, a Republican uh, House of a Representative member, he sent a letter to the FBI director just on the 24th of September asking if they are investigating the Hunter Biden payment, the $3.5 million from the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. So he sent it to the FBI director, Christopher Ray, and um, and he's the ranking, Jim Jordan is the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. And he asked him, is he investigating, are they investigating the $3.5 million? Is the FBI investigating Hunter Biden's payment of thousands of dollars to to individuals involved in human trafficking and organized prostitution? Is the FBI investigating Hunter Biden's Chinese transactions involving potential criminal financial activity? 
And lastly, he also asked what actions did the FBI take after George Kent made it made them aware of the $7 million bribe paid by the Ukrainian oligarch Zolchevsky to the Ukrainian prosecutor general. So people are noticing those in the know. He's in the House of Representatives, so he's very intimate with all these documents and everything coming out. Yet you're not seeing this covered anywhere. And, you know, again, you know, I said this in my last podcast, but if you're voting for Joe Biden, I encourage you, you got to read this report and you've got to start going down the investigations. They are framing this. The left is framing this as a conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Well, that C yeah, word. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I keep seeing, you know, another thing I was looking up is I was hearing like this rumor that the Biden, so I can't even say this rumor is true. So at this point, we'll just call it that. Uh, But I'd heard that the Bidens owned an island next to Epstein Island called Water Island. And then, of course, as you were going through your report, I'm Googling this. And, of course, it says conspiracy theories everywhere. I mean, in this day and age, you don't know what's true and what's not, you know, it. Because our media has been compromised, and it's been compromised uh, by a bunch of people who are censoring things and not showing both sides of the story. I mean, I don't know when this started happening in our country. I have no clue. But it would be interesting to look back in time and someday and try to figure that out. Um, And I don't know where the media is going to go from here. But, yeah, it's very scary. (laughs) It is scary. And I think... That the only thing, you know, we can do, I mean, so much hinges on this election, as we all know. But even after this election, you know, if Biden loses and and the press has been clearly as a whole pro-Biden and pro, you know, um, yeah, just pro-Biden, pro anti-Trump, all of that, and that, you know, he's leading in the polls, he's leading in the polls, he's leading in the polls. You hear that all the time. And I just have to wonder, you know, what are they going to say to that when he loses, you know? And Mm -hmm. I just, so now what, what do you say now? You really don't have your, I mean, it's clear and evident to me, they don't have their, they're not taking the pulse of true America. And they're just, you know, feeding their narrative. I just wonder how many people will actually wake up to that if Trump wins. You know what I mean? Um, and I and he better win. But <laughs> when, you know, what, what, if he what? wins, we're probably going to have to like not continue this podcast anymore. They might arrest us. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Biden wins, you mean? <laughs> yes, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. If anything like China, because I tell you, I feel like we're inching toward that more and more every day with all the online censorship. And of course, we did a whole complete uh, podcast on that last time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I know. It is just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. I mean, I think, you know, so much is happening at us at such a rapid rate that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to conf- continue to investigate. The report said, I, I thought the report was very well, re- uh, you know, easy, easy, pretty much to read and very well researched. And I think that, you know, they'll, they'll just continue whether, 
the crap hits the fan with it before election. I, I don't know. I'm, you know, government moves as yeah, I, speed of yeah. a snail. Right. But yeah. I, I don't see that happening, but no, I don't think so. These things take so, because we're just hearing about this. I don't know how long it's been known. Um, you know, that's the thing this timing before the elections. They like, they, they probably know things and they like to hold on to them a month or six weeks before the election, you know, and yeah. you're going to be hearing more and more ab- about these things as we get closer, um, you know, to the election. If you've noticed lately though, I, or maybe you have or haven't, I haven't really seen anything, any new allegations on Trump lately. It's almost like they've played all their cards. Have you noticed anything new? Not in the past week or so. Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, because um, it seems to be, you know, eclipsed by this and the whole Obamagate investigation, all these new revelations coming up. Yeah, it's almost uh, like I'm not hearing. Of course, I don't watch CNN or MSNBC, but, uh, you know, I do follow a bunch of people on on Twitter who will retweet, you know, reports that they don't necessarily agree with. So I think I would have seen something by now. Yeah, I um, I agree. Now, didn't you didn't you say that um, Joe Biden hasn't been around lately, or has he's been? Yeah, he's not. You know how Trump's been doing like two rallies a day and traveling mm-hmm. all over, and he's here and he's there, and he's signing all these deals and things. Um, no, it's uh, he's not. They've they've called it putting a lid on it. And he's been kind of, I guess, in his basement. I don't know. They're saying, well, he's preparing for the, you know, the debate coming up on Tuesday here in a couple of days. And uh, I thought, man, what are they doing? You know, they're pumping him full of drugs. And if you noticed uh, <laughs> Trump's tweet today, if you were looking at that, no, he's, was no, it was, or maybe it was yesterday. It was last couple of days. He had said something about, I want Joe Biden tested for drugs. What kind of drugs are in his system? Basically, what are they hopping him up with to keep him going, you know? <laughs> uh, and then he said, oh, I'll take a drug test, you know? So, um, and I've noticed like uh, lately, I've, I've kind of listened in and watched a couple of the rallies in the past week. And, you know, because if you watch one, you watch them all unless, uh, or if you've watched, you know, they, he basically says the same thing on every city. But if there's new things that come out, he'll say th- new things, you know, about it, like his, um, mm-hmm. you know, him nominating um, the, the newest Justice Supreme Court woman, what's her name, Amy, something or other. Um, yeah. he'll, but he's been showing a lot of confidence, is what I'm trying to say. I've noticed this about him. He's showing a lot of confidence on um, so I, I think he feels like he's doing really well in the polls, even though, again, the polls don't refre- reflect that at all, if you've noticed. Mm. It's just like 2016 oh. all over again. All over again. And, you know, it's it's like, seriously, I think he has way, way more people that are supporting him this time around than last time around, to be quite honest with you, from everything that I've seen in the rallies and also – um, the the boat, uh, you know, parades that you see and all of that. That I I don't remember a lot of that in 2016. Do you, Ronnie? I, I don't remember all of that. No, because I think a lot of people were still, you know, skeptical of Trump because he's new on the political scene. He's an outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they knew a lot about him. I know, like, uh, you know, 
a friend of mine was very much like, oh, he's just a clown. He's just a character. He's just a reality star guy. You know, what, you know, what's he going to do? Right. And now he's just a huge supporter of him. He's just like, yeah, he's here to change the country and take it back and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And of course I'm waiting for any hit pieces against, and here's her name. And I didn't mean to just say Amy, whatever, but Amy uh, Coney Barrett, the uh, Supreme court justice um, woman that, Trump nominated. Um, I'm just waiting for some hit pieces to come out this week and everybody's already, you know, doing polls saying, okay, what is she going to be accused of <laughs> racist uh, or, you know, uh, uh, some, some, you know, weird murder or you know, something like that. So they're, they're going to tear her apart, like from one end to the other. But fortunately the people that have to confirm her are, um, you know, it's still majority now, I did find it funny that the Alaskan um, Alaskan senator, female senator, I can't remember her name, but she was hemming and hawing saying that she would not report uh, support a replacement because she felt like four years ago they didn't replace Obama's pick. So she thinks what's fair is fair. And Sarah Palin came out. I don't know if you had heard that, but Sarah Palin came out and said, I can see your House of Representatives or your senator seat from you know, 2022, basically when her, you know, the Basically, Sarah Palin was saying, well, I'm going to go for your seat if you do not support this um, and and vote in Trump's pick because um, she's a Republican, the person saying that she's not going to vote. Um, And also because this is the president's job. It's his job to replace no matter what tears the the other side, you know, cries. It, It really is the job to do that. And it is the job of the senators to support that. And the difference between now and four years ago, as we've described in our other podcast, is that the Republicans were in charge of the Senate, but Obama was in the executive branch. So the Republicans could block it. They 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 didn't have to vote or anything. They could actually block the nomination without doing anything because they had that power. And once again, they have the power again, but now they're in alignment with who's in charge and they're going to vote it through. And that is life and that's politics and that's our constitution. It's Mm -hmm. they're doing nothing wrong. Um, But anyway, back to, uh, back to Joe Biden here Um, and him. Yeah. They say, you know, that he has been taking a, you know, clearly he's been taking a lot um, less of an approach than Hillary Clinton did four years ago with his campaigning, and he's using COVID as an excuse. But I do have to agree with you and and President Trump's tweet. What are they doing for him? And is he getting ready for the debate? I mean, I personally think something's going to happen that he's not going to be able to do the debate on Tuesday. I really feel- That's what people keep saying. Yeah. I'm not sure what is go- I mean, if he doesn't do the debate, he, he might as well just stop right now and give it to Trump. Okay, you win. <laughs> I mean, really, because he's been back, you know, and then plus, I, and then I had a brief stupid uh, thought that I thought, well, maybe he's avoiding the press because of this whole Hunter Biden thing. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, the press doesn't ask him anyway. Yeah. And even if he does do, <laughs> even if he does go out and he speaks, he avoids report, you know, the reporters. So they kind of usher them off. And then he, you know, goes with uh, Kamala Harris. Um, And that's what I think would happen, essentially, that is if 
let's say he does get elected by some weird cosmic force, you know, some strange psychedelic experience, he does I'm, I'm get elected. Nauseous, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I think he, I think honestly, the man, he would have to be just, he would be automatically, oh, within two months diagnosed with dementia and guess who would take over? You know, that's scary. That is terrifying. That's more terrifying than Joe Biden himself. Oh, much more. Yes, I I agree. That's terrifying, yeah. And it's like, how can you not see this? How can anybody that's voting for him not see that with his stuttering? And I posted a video on our Facebook page of a, a body language specialist going through Biden when he did his town hall meeting and how he, clearly he was being spoken to in in his in an earphone. Clearly someone was speaking to him. And she kind of goes through why she feels that to be the case. And I, I encourage you to watch that. And if that really is the case that somebody's speaking to his answers, I don't know, you know, giving him his answers through earphone, which, you know, is very easy to do in this day and age with technology to where you couldn't even see the earphone, right? How is he going to survive a debate? Do you know how hard it is to have someone listen? Like when, when I know that when I'm on the phone and somebody's talking to me on the phone and then someone's trying to talk to me at the same time across the room while I'm on the phone, I've got two voices chatting at me. I go nuts. So I do not see how someone, if they're listening in on an earphone, how and participating in a debate where you've got a moderator and somebody else talking at you, the person that you're debating with, I do not know how how he is going to hold up under that type of situation. I just don't see how. And if the debates happen on Tuesday, great. I will watch them. But I I have real serious doubts, especially since he hasn't been showing up many days lately campaigning, that he is actually going to show up on Tuesday. So that is my prediction. And I, I hope I'm wrong. But we'll have to see what happens. And um, I agree with you, Ronnie, that, you know, how is he running from this, the Hunter Biden allegations from the Senate committee report? Because nobody asks him anything anyway. I mean, does anyone else notice how he's being softballed all these questions and not given very meaty questions? When I, and I say meaty, like of worth, um, they just lob at him these real easy ones for him to answer when he's out in public. Does anyone else not see that? <laughs> and does anyone else not wonder why that is? It's just... It's incredulous to me that half the country is falling for this and they really don't think there's any problem with this candidate and supposedly he's leading in the polls. Um, But to segue back to Hunter Biden and all that we've covered, it will be on our Facebook page. And um, we encourage you to check that out and do your own research. Um, I hope that we covered it. It is, there is some complicatedness to it. So I do understand but I highly encourage you, it's worth weeding through some of that and reading the actual report and reading some of the articles we provide to get another perspective because this perspective is not being covered in the press. And it's important for you to be fully informed, especially when you're getting ready to vote in 37 days. So we do appreciate you listening. Ronnie, did you have anything else to add? No, I didn't, except I don't 
think anyone has seen him in the last few days, Biden. So I find that really kind of strange. Um, I don't know. Maybe I haven't been paying attention very closely, but I don't recall seeing him anywhere. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll quote get COVID or I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, a, yeah. a mild case of it, of course, but I, I, I really don't know. And I agree mm-hmm. with you. I, I don't know what's happening. I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see what happens on Tuesday. Both you and I will have to, when we meet, discuss that. And um, we thank you very much for listening. Um, and for, you know, we, we covered some harder, more, you know, complex topics today. Um, you know, in our other podcasts, we also discuss the general Flynn allegations. So we encourage you to listen to that one as well, if you haven't yet. And just please be sure to comment on us and subscribe to us um, wherever you listen to our podcast. And also just, you know, uh, rate us, let us know how we're doing. And if there's something that you would like to see us cover that we're not, please let us know because we're on the hunt and we're on the hunt for stories that MSN doesn't cover. Thank you very much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next news story. Bye-bye. Thank you.